Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit presenceoc.org. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Man, um, real quick again, who, who's never been here before? Raise your hand. Sheesh. It's unnerving. I'm like, wow. All these people that I don't know. Um, so, um, who here has been here before? Raise your hand. Cool. Okay. We're doing something right. All right. Amen. All right. Um, you know, our, I, <laughs> whew, it's really good up here. Is that worship was really good. Yeah. I know normally the guy speaking isn't the guy that was also up there, but I was going to say it was really good for me. <laughs> Man. Oh, Jesus. Um, all right. Well, good morning. Um, James did a really, that was a really good um, word, James. Um, You know, when when I, when I, uh, I didn't grow up in the church at all, um, but when I started going to church, I, I, um, and I started meeting other people that that, that are going to church and and moving into Orange County, um, I heard it was a really good idea. When you first go to a church, you don't just dive in. You're like, I'm here for life. (laughs) You, You date them. You date the church. You, 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 you come a few Sundays, maybe six Sunday challenge. I love that. That's hilarious. That's a good idea. And, and you find out, like, hey, do we, do we like each other? Are we going to be friends first and then, you know, more than friends? And it's like, that's what it is. Like, I know, I, I hear a lot of people like, you know, they, the, there's the word church hopping. I, I've never used it. But um, the idea that, you're, you know, you, you go around to you find a church that's perfect for you. And um, I know ours is, but... Um, but not all are, and um, sorry, just being cheeky. Um, so, uh, uh, but but the reality is, like, you, you don't on a first date unless it's like, whoa, you and I like different like atmospheres, right? Like we're not gonna work out like like Ember or whatever we use to get together. Not happening. Um, that's a, that's an iPhone app. Um, Ember isn't that one of them? Tinder, Tinder. It's called Tinder. Clearly, I'm using it often. <laughs> anyway, it, you know, whatever church you end up at, um, I want you, um, I want you to grow in God. I want you to be challenged. I want you to be loved on really well, and I want you to love on others really well. If you're in a, if you're going to church Sunday morning and your heart's not challenged to to think differently, to believe differently, to to love differently. Then, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna propose to you. It might not be the right church for you. And I'm not saying, you know, there's, there's one perfect church because there absolutely is not, right? There is tons of incredible churches out here. We're not the one. We're not the newest, best thing. We're just a church that we just thought, like, we just want to do it. It's in our hearts to go after God with the family. So we're doing it, okay? So if 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 you decide this isn't where like you're being challenged and you're not being loved on, you're not feeling like you have a place to love, um, then find somewhere that you are. Because I'm pro-Christian, not pro-church, okay? I'm pro-you. I'm not invested so much in what building you end up in, but I am invested because you're a son and a daughter of God on whether you're getting closer to God or not. Is that good? Cool. So just, I want to challenge you. If it's not here, find somewhere. And don't just go one day or don't go go for an hour and say, I'm out of here. Date them. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. Take me out to lunch. I love lunch. <laughs> Seriously, though, I love coffee, too. We can go to Portola together. 
Um, but if you want to know what we're doing here, if you want to know what our heart is, what the foundation, what we're going to be running after for the next however long, take one of us out to lunch. We have incredible people that are serving already that are part of our core team. And if you want to know like, what's going to happen to you in a year, look at some of these people. Right? Am I going to be free of fear a year from now, six months from now? Yes. Yes, you will, because it's a core value. We, don't go, we go after very few things in here. We do, we do a few things really well, and one of them is we go after the presence of God that changes everything, and I promise you, if you hang out in the presence of God, wherever you end up, if you hang out in the presence of God long enough, your fear can't stay. Your, 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 your anger, your stress, your, um, your worry, it won't stay. Okay. I was free. Good. Side note, um, normally I'm not going to be speaking every time. Um, I actually really love to hear my friends, other people speak and share. Um, We have an incredible team of just incredible people. And so I'm speaking here because one of those incredible people got really incredibly sick. Um, So so can I just, it was uh, one of our associate leaders, Nicole Rowan, incredible woman, lover. Um, I'm going to pray for real quick so she get healed so that she can get back in the game because she is like knocked out right now. Father, we thank you for healing. We thank you for your presence all around Nicole right now. We just say, we just speak life and healing in Nicole in Jesus' name, wherever you are. Come on, amen. So, um, so I, I get to speak also. Come on. Bible says be ready in season and out of season. I'm ready. Ah. <laughs> The scripture we're going to read is Jesus wept. No, um, <laughs> that was good. So we'll see you next Sunday. Um, oh, come on. Um, all right, Jesus. <laughs> so, hey, one thing, one thing my, well, some of my core messages, which I'll probably revert to if, if, if I get put on the spot like this, is, um, is I, I am a, I'm a hopes and beliefs guy. I am all about hope. And, um, and, and, and powerful beliefs and mindsets. I interned for a year with a guy named Steve Backlin, um, and he would call himself a beliefs coach, or a, and, and his ministry is called ignitinghope.com. Check it out. It's an honoring little plug for the man. Um, incredible books. Um, we, do, we, we use his little 30-day devotionals in, at work. Um, I'm head of HR right now at a law firm, um, but I'm going to be transitioning out of that shortly. But we use, we're using the, um, you know, Hope and good beliefs are transforming people in my workplace. Amen. Um, I thought it was really good, James, that you went after hopelessness this morning. I didn't tell, I didn't tell you, right? Yeah, I didn't. So, yay, God. Um, God's in this. I love it. Oh, man. I'm still just recovering from worship. You know, um, I'm just going to throw some scriptures out there, and we're going to go from there. Um, Colossians 1.27, Paul talks about, he talks about the mystery, the mystery of the gospel. And he says, the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Everybody say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Is, is, is Christ, if, if you've been born again, if you're a Christian, Christ is in you, right? Come on, that's, that's, that's good foundations there. Um, and so when you let God into your heart, the hope of glory comes into you. Now we can gloss over that if you want, but I'd rather just kind of like wade through it a little bit. The hope of glory. 
the God of hope. Um, Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope, everybody say God of hope. He's the God of hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow. Everybody say overflow. Overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Your power? No, no, not your power. Power of the Holy Spirit, which means that's good news because if you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you and it's his power that works through you. Someone said this morning, Jesse, did you work hard enough this morning for God? <laughs> and they were being, you know, funny. And uh, I said, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I worked hard enough. Uh, we had a lot to do, but, but God's, God is the hope of glory in me. And so I just, I get filled with joy as I start serving with God. And so like, literally God is the work out of me. He is, he is the power that allows me to be full of joy, full of hope. So so when we say, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him or believe in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So well, I'm not really overflowing with hope these days. Well, overflowing with hope is your identity. It's who, you're, it's who he's called you to be. It's what he's put in you. So sometimes our experience doesn't line up um, with our beliefs or with what we read, right? Right? Cool. I actually love a little feedback. Um, I don't have to have it. I'm not going to, but I like it. Um, <laughs> preach! Ha <laughs> um, Yeah, can we get, like, can we, can we get a, like, preach it, preach it, go! It's, there we go. <laughs> yeah, come on. We just... We have fun here. I have fun. If I don't have fun, if you can't have fun, I can't have fun. Um, shakala. Um, so, um, all right. So uh, Hebrews 11. I'm just going to read off what faith, what, what hope is. We know the scripture. It's really good. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old have gained approval or have known the will of God. Boom. I'll read again. Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the men of old gained approval. And so here's one of my favorite thoughts about hope. Hope, hope is more broad. I love the, I love the, um, the, the, the description of hope. Is hope is the confident expectation that good is coming. Doesn't that feel good to say that? Just to me. It says, hope is the confident expectation. I know that good is coming. That's really broad, isn't it? What's coming? Good. Like a new job? I don't know, but good's coming. <laughs> uh, a wife for myself? I don't know. Good's coming. <laughs> hope. I'm in hope, right? I believe good is coming. Okay? Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. So think about it this way. Faith is more acute or, or, or directed, whereas faith or a hope is more broad, okay? So faith without hope is weird. I love that. So faith without hope is weird. Why? Because, because you have, in order to have faith in something, faith rests on hope. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. See, See, if I have, if, if I, I, you know, let's just take healing. Like, why does, I have faith God's going to heal me. 
But you, you go home and you're discouraged, you're, you're hopeless, you're in despair, you're depressed. But you show up in a meeting and someone says, brother, I want to pray for you. Well, I, believe, I have faith God's going to heal me. Do you really have faith? Because you don't have hope. Did you get that? I'm trying to be too profound here, but um, I keep it really simple because I'm simple. Gospel's simple. But, but it's really true. So, so you, in order to have faith in something, faith is like, I, I believe God's going to heal my knee or I believe I'm going to get a job at that place. Hope says, good's coming, I'm getting a job. Good se- hope says, God is good, God has never let me down, good's coming. Faith says, of course good is coming. Now I'm going part- to use my faith muscle that was given to me, a portion of me by the gift by God, by the Holy Spirit, the God of faith. I'm actually going to utilize and, and actually directing at something. I want that job, God. I have faith that that's the job I'm gonna, I want to get. And so that's what we do with our faith, okay? But if we don't have hope, it's weird to say I'm in faith, okay? You can do it, and, and, I, and I won't correct you for it, um, but I'll probably try to get you in hope first. All right. So one of the, one of the great, one of the great um, uh, uh, um, quotes that I love to say when I preach this, on this is, is a guy named Francis Frangipane. He wrote a book called The Three Battlegrounds, or Battlefields, I forget which. It's been a long time. And, and, and the quote says this. He says, any area of your life that is not glistening with hope, say glistening with hope. Any area of your life that is not glistening with hope is under the influence of a lie. And that lie is a stronghold, stronghold of the enemy. Can I say it again? It's a really good one. It, I, it gets me every time. Any area of your life that is not glistening with hope, shining, abundantly filled with hope, is under the influence of a lie. So when I first heard that, I'm like, all right, any area of my life, okay, let me take some uh, inventory here. All right, finances, am I hopeful? Uh, Kind of, maybe not. No, I'm not. Okay, Um, relationships, yeah, yeah, I'm good there. I got a lot of hope. I'm excited about my marriage. Okay, cool. Um, how about my, uh, my, uh, my work, where I'm going to be moving down from Reading? I'm like, do I have any hope? No, no, I have no hope there. Okay. So that's what I did. You can do whatever you want. But take, you know, I'm sure you found one spot, you know. If you're like me, there's a few. But, but find those areas that are not filled with hope, right? And what are we going to do? We don't just poke at them. We're like, oh, what's this about? no. We find, we find what lie we're believing, okay? See, this is, this is the foundations of being a powerful person, right? If you're, if you're trapped in fear, stress, all these things, those are indicators. Those aren't the problem. Fear and stress, all that, you know, all that stuff, um, uh, worry is not the issue. Did you get that? It's not the issue. It's an indicator that there's no hope here. Okay, and so I, I, I love, this is a hope-filled message. Like, really? There's hope for me? Yes, there's hope. Why? Because the God of hope is in you, all right? So we just got to find out what's, what's the truth, right? What lie am I believing about my job that I'm going to be going into? This is, and this is, I'm, I'm kind of speaking of uh, about three years ago when I moved down here from ministry school into full-time work. I had a lot of gifts and skill sets, but I had no idea what to do with it 
Have you, have you guys ever had that situation? Raise your hand. Just make me feel good right now. Okay, thank you, Jesus. So sometimes we're in a position where we don't see, we don't have faith for what God exactly wants to do. But do you have hope? Okay? So some of us, is step one, get hope. How do I get hope? I move into believing. Okay? See, hope is the level, our hope level is the indicator of whether we believe good truths or lies. If you don't have hope, you're believing lies. And I'm going to submit to you, you can't actually be powerful in your life while believing lies about yourself. If you believe, I'm not actually a very good leader, um, I, uh, I just don't think people like me. Do you think you're going to lead strong and you're going to make a difference, you're going to influence people? Probably not, right? If you think, wow, I just, I, I'm just, I don't think anybody wants to hire me. I'm not very good at what I do. When you sit in front of that interview and they say, hey, why should you hire me? You'll be like, well, I'm, I'm really great. <laughs> right? Like, listen, you can't, like, what it, your, your, your beliefs, your hope level will always come out. So if you get your hopes right, I am radically loved by God. I'm amazing. I look in the mirror and I can see Jesus staring back at me because God's in me that I have the king of glory in me, the hope of glory in me. Like, I have the creator of the universe, not just in me, but he believes in me. And he's thinking about me every second of the day. So now I go into that, that job interview, and they're like, hey, are you good for this job? You have no idea. I am incredible. Look at me. The hope of glory is like coming out of me. Do you feel it? It's kind of funny, but it's absolutely true. Listen, this is, this is radical thinking to some people. And to me, it really was. And still, I got to remind myself. Like, if you can't figure out who you are, what you believe about something, then that, that place of hopelessness will never change. We can, I can pray for you till I'm blue in the face and you're blue in the face. And then we can do it again next Sunday. But if you've got a place of hopelessness and you're, you're entertaining lies about yourself, that's like trying to put a Band-Aid on like a femoral artery bleed out. You're like, I don't think it's working. <laughs> and all you're going to be is discouraged and upset at God. God, how come this isn't stopping? You're using a Band-Aid. And he's like, Jesse, I really love you, but would you stop trying to put a Band-Aid on a grenade wound? And he's, he's not hopeless. Like, God's not hopeless. You should ask him sometime, God, are you hopeless about my finances? <laughs> Someone told me this morning, I've got a lot of taxes I didn't think I had to pay. And you know what? Like, that's, that, that's horrible. And some, it really is. That's a bummer. But is God hopeless about that situation? You should ask him, though. It's a really fun question to ask God. <laughs> you just try to ask him with a straight face. <laughs> because it, it's silly. It's silly to think that God is hopeless. And, and when, when you think about it, when you trace it back one more step, that God's in us. And we're called to be the image bearers. We're called to be Christ-like, little Christians. First John says, as he is in this world, so are we to be. So if, you're, if you need scripture, you're called to be just like Jesus. Little Jesus walking the earth. Like, well, I'm not Jesus, brother. Well, you're supposed to be. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, caveat too many times and make people, just in case you have to believe. What I mean is, you're called to be like him. Full of love, full of hope, full of faith, full of life, full of power and strength. Because he's in you, right? So, so it should be weird if a Christian is ever hopeless, right? Nod your head if you, if you believe me. Okay. And I know, I know, I get it, guys. Like, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not either. But I'm getting closer. See, God doesn't call us to perfection. He calls us to process. He calls us to, to move closer to where we're going. So if you're discouraged because you have a high value for excellency in your life and you're like a little bit of perfectionistic on the side, like, I get it. I get it. Some of you are laughing because you know I'm talking to you. Sometimes you just got to say, God, I'm getting closer. <laughs> right? I used to be hopeless for weeks at a time. And then I started growing in, in, in God and in beliefs. And then I was hopeless for days at a time. And then it was hours. And now, if I'm hopeless for longer than an hour or two, I'm, I'm, I'm calling a friend. I'm phoning a friend, right? Using my lifelines, right? Phone a friend, ask your wife, or read the Bible. I don't know. One of those three should work. Or talk to God, right? There's four. It's probably a lot more. Anyway, so... What I do, because I'm really relational, is I'll go to a friend. And usually, usually I hit my wife up first because she's the closest to me normally. Hey, honey, I'm hopeless about this situation. And sometimes I'll even, I'll be like, and, and, and believe me, it, it hurts me to do that because I'm such a positive guy. By the way, if you're not like me and you're wondering, if, is this guy real? Um, <laughs> I am. I am. Take me out to lunch somewhere nice. No, I'm just kidding. Chick-fil-A, I don't care. Um, just not Taco Bell. My wife will, will, will put me on the couch. She wouldn't, but huh, all right. I got to be careful. <laughs> Some are really bad jokes. I don't mean them, but you don't know me yet, so I've got to withhold. Um, all right. But, but seriously, though, like, that's, that's what I do. So if you're wondering, well, what do I do, Jesse? I'm like, I don't know. No. So find a friend. If you're having a hard time, when you talk to God, hey, God, what lie am I believing? Because I'm feeling hopeless. And you may, have a, you, may, you may not get through it right then. It might be a really tough place. So in that case, you say, hey, Tommy, hey, man, I'm, I'm just getting really frustrated by this thing. I'm, I'm actually hopeless about, about um, where I'm going to live. And I, and I don't know what to do about it. But I feel, I feel depressed inside. I feel, I feel uh, does anybody feel, you know what I'm talking about, that, uh, that hopeless feeling? Cool. Let's not talk about it anymore. But, but that's, it's real, right? It's real. I, I can be a Christian and have it. It's real. But you know what? I refuse to stay there. Why? Because Christ paid a price for me to not stay there. And if we're going to talk about Easter on Sunday, and we're going to have an Easter message, we might as well just talk about Jesus. By the way, we're probably not going to have like an Easter message. Um, I was told I should, I should say something about that. Um, I don't, I like Easter messages and I have a value for them, but I'll be honest, guys, like this is the Easter message. Yeah. Christ crucified is enough for you. The, 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 Jesus's love on the cross, the price he paid is the measuring stick for how much he loves you. And that is the only thing that will transform your life when you get that. So let's have an Easter message 50 t 52 times a year. Can we do that? And I, I mean, I, I, think, I, I think Chris is going to actually talk about Jesus and the cross and all that, and, and so that'll be really good. But I just, 
I just want you to know, like, if you're expecting, a few people have asked me, and I think it's kind of funny, I, I, I just didn't grow up in the church. Hey, Jesse, are you guys doing an Easter service? <laughs> That's funny to me. It may not be really funny, but... Um, <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, it's, it's a Sunday. It's church. We, of course we're having an Easter service. We're having a service on Easter. Just like we're having a, sun, a service on Mother's Day Sunday and Father's Day Sunday. We'll, we'll probably not change the subject, though. But you get it? We're, we'll probably still talk about love. We'll probably still talk about fulfilling the commission of, that God has sent you out to love the world. Anyway, is that good? You got to get that. So we're going to have Easter service. Um, it'll probably be our best service ever. Um, I, I, think we'll, I think we'll probably take communion because I love taking communion um, with big chunks of bread. <laughs> just, just spend the whole service just like chewing on your Jesus bread. And... No, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being funny, but we might. Um, I love communion because I just, I feel so close to God in those moments. And then I love doing it with other people. So we'll probably do it like family style, like have like pockets of people like together. Anyway, um, half my team's not here, so uh, I can say what I want. Um, (laughs) Come back, please. (laughs) All right. um, So back to the message, hope. Um, I don't think I've changed the subject yet, though. Um, I want to tell you that the problem that we don't have hope, the, the, the problem that we're in right now isn't the problem. The problem that you're afraid, that you're stressed, isn't the problem. The real problem is your hopelessness about the situation. So let me say it again differently. Our, our, the hopelessness about a problem is a bigger problem than the problem. See, there's no hopeless circumstances in God. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. Okay? And so what, I, what my heart is for the whole body of Christ is that we would be a people of hope. The confident expectation that good is coming. Really, have you seen the election? I know. But what does hope say? Hope says good's coming, and I'm a man of hope. But what about this relationship? You don't know what's happening. Yeah. But are you a person of hope or not? Yes. Okay, then get hope. Yeah, but you don't... See, we need to get rid of those yeah buts. And just say, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to believe it until it becomes real in here. See, I can talk to you until I'm blue in the face. But the Bible says that, um, says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But it's not just me telling you the truth. The truth is actually, in order to get free, you actually have to believe the truth. So this isn't a one thing and I'm done and I'm free. I'm like, I got prayer. I'll never worry about this again. No, like, it's the Christian faith. It's the walk. It's, the, it's persevering through stuff. What are we persevering to? Truth. Right? You're pressing into truth. Because God's pressing into you. So if he's pressing into you, you know where you're going. I'm going into truth. This will change your life. It's changing mine. Um, see, once you get hope, your circumstances can't change. Once you get hope, your circumstances can't change. Okay? Because it's not just that something changes in you, because the God of hope is in you, right? 
Whether you like it or not, God of hope is in you. So what needs to happen? You need to, you need to believe it with him. You gotta partner with him. You actually have to believe the God of hope is in you. What does it look like to believe the God of hope is in you? You start getting hope. How do you know if you're getting hope? You're believing good truth. This is big because as Christians, we kind of think of like, I'm going to get something new. Like I'm going to attain something. Once I get up there, Jesse, I'm going to, I'm going to be a real Christian or I'm going to, I don't know. The only thing that you need is to start believing, right? The disciples says, Jesus, what must we do to do the works God desires? And he says, believe in the one I sent or believe in the one he sent. Just believe. Why? Because when you believe in something, it becomes real. How did you get saved? You just believed, right? That's the only thing God requires of you. Is this still good? Cool. So, yeah. That wasn't me asking for help. I was just, <laughs> help me, Jesus. <laughs> All right, um... Yeah. It's good. I need to be careful of time, too, because I will literally talk about hope for hours. Um, can I share a story? Yeah. I like stories. Um, so, um, two things. I want to share a quick... I just want to talk about my sister real quick because she's amazing. I talked to her last night, and of course, my sister, her name's Sarah. She's amazing. And she... Um, my mom's here, by the way. This is my mom. She's just visiting. She lives in, up in Washington. And I'm just stoked that she's here. Um, my sister, Sarah, she's a little older than me. She started a project when she was in college called the, she didn't have the name for it then, but she basically had this crazy idea that to give a Holga camera, uh, which is, if you don't know what that is, I don't want to ask you to raise your hand again. We're doing a lot today, but um, it's like a toy camera that actually uses film. And you can take pictures, and it lets a lot of weird light in all over the place. So it's like a toy camera. It's like plastic, I think. So she get, she's a photographer. She gave these toy cameras into, she went into a hospital in Seattle, and, and she gave them to people that were probably in pretty hopeless situations. Cancer survivors or victims, um, uh, uh, people that were sick, illness. I don't remember all the different people she gave it to. And she says, go take a picture of what hope looks like to you. And she did it as a project for her, for her college. She ended up getting in like the Seattle Times, I think. And her picture was, in, or the, the pictures that these patients had taken. And, and what did she do? She connected people to hope, right? Now, she didn't, she didn't say, hey, Jesus is in you. He's the hope of glory. Believe good truths and you'll have hope. Now go for it. She, she kind of did a little backdoor, side door thing where, where she, she, she allowed them to partner with vision for hope, Right? And I, I, don't, I don't need to say what's right or wrong. I love it because um, there's people out there that, that, are, that are doing the commission that aren't even Christians yet. And we need to, we need, we need to just like, honor and just love them. But so my sister, she started this whole organization called the Hope Is Project. Come on, I'm so proud of her. And, and, and she's been doing this. She talked to me last night and she said she had three different people, young adults she's working with. One of them had a really, really rough upbringing. Another one was actually a, a, young, uh, a young woman. Um, uh, I don't know how old she was, like 13, 14. She had, she had just come out of uh, sex slavery and, and, and child trafficking. And, and so she was talking to her and, 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 and she'd ask her, hey, you know, do you want to take part? And she couldn't even look at her. 
but and, and so hopelessness was just all over the face. But she she introduced her to the idea of like, hey, do you wanna do you wanna take photographs about what brings you hope? And then she she actually and this other guy his dream was to be an actor. And um, he's a guy, I think he's probably like 14, 15. And, and she, she basically says, hey, we want you to take pictures, but, but by the way, we want to fulfill a dream of yours. And we, we, there's a theater, she's in New York, there's a theater that is all ready for their opening night, so it's all set. They're taking the night off, and they, and they said you could come in and, and play on their stage. And so this kid heard the news, and he just starts bawling. I saw the video, it's powerful. And and, 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 and so what, what's happening there is, is, is she's rewriting his beliefs. She, she's, te- she's looking at him in the eye and says, you're amazing. You're incredible. She actually said it. You're incredible to him. Here's, I want to show you how incredible you are by granting a dream of yours, right? I want to do this for you. I want to do this. And what is she doing? She's rewriting this kid's beliefs, about how valuable it is. So he's going to be on stage and, and he's, going to, he's going to do it, you know, act his little heart out, whatever. They're going to do a photo shoot um, just to help him remember it by. Anyway, I, more than anything, I just wanted to brag on my sister. Um, but I thought it was really cool of, of this is one way that people all over the world are bringing hope. And my sister said it this way. If you don't have hope, and she sees a whole different side of it than I do because she's in the trenches in New York and she sees people that are coming out of sex trafficking. She says that, Jesse, if people don't have hope, they're gonna commit suicide. Hope is incredibly powerful for people that, 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 that aren't Christians, that anybody, anybody's really powerful, but there's some people in some really rough places that it's not worth getting up in the morning without hope. And um, yeah, so I just... Hey, I also want to just add in this little side note, like, listen, the world needs what you have. You've got the hope of glory in you. You've got the God of hope. He's a creative God. He's going to put ideas in your heart to release hope over the people around you. And some of them might just be people at your work that hate work and they're hopeless about their work situation. Some of them actually might be really um, broken and they need someone to look at them and say, I believe in you. I'm going to put a camera in your hand and I want you to take pictures of what you see as hopeful. I'm going to empower you. Um, yeah. Ha. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the problem with talking a lot is sometimes I got to cut things out because <laughs> I don't want to be talking forever. Are you guys still okay for a little bit longer? Cool. I'll share a quick testimony about, about a place where Jessica and, Jessica and I, and we walked through a place of hope when it looked hopeless. We moved from Reading down to here. Um, note Reading house prices, rentals, and these rental prices. For that rental price, we get a one-bedroom apartment. Um, there. For, for these rental prices, we get a mansion with a pool. Not even kidding you. And, and so we moved down here, and um, we got incredibly blessed. It was just wild. At every turn, God was trying to remind me, Jesse, have hope. Jesse, have hope. Be a man of hope. You're a man of hope. By the way, God will show you that you have hope if you'll just look for it. If you'll look at what God is doing, instead of look at what he's not doing, you'll get to hope a lot quicker. That's, that's enactable. You can do that now. Um, so we moved down here, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know what we're going to do, God, but I just believe you're good. You are good, you're good, you're good, oh, right? We sang it. <laughs> and so, but I'm like, I'm a little worried because, hey, I didn't have a job. I was a, I was a pilot in the Navy, and so I didn't have any, like, transferable skills. Um, and, uh, and so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
and uh, I've been told I can't work at Starbucks and support a family. So that wasn't an option. And so, uh, and so we moved down here, and our friend says, hey, you, you, should, you should rent my house out from me. We, live in, we, we have a house in Laguna Niguel. I said, oh, oh, okay, sure. Turns out, she's like, this is on like Airbnb. It's like got a pool, a hot tub, back house, three bedrooms, just massive, fully furnished. It even has a piano. It had everything that Jessica and I had written down of what we wanted a house, that we were believing for. We were pointing, we knew hope, we knew good was coming, and our faith said, we want these things. Did you get that? So we moved down here, and it's got everything that we wanted. An outdoor fireplace, really? Who has that? We did. And, and, the, and then I'm, and, and Jess and I were going to sit down with her and talk about prices and rental prices, and I just know, like, this, isn't, this is, this is going to be rough, God. She's going to want a lot, and I'm not going to be able to tell her very much. So we're driving, God says, and we're asking God while Jess and I are driving, how much should we say we can afford? And we looked around, and we said, honestly, like, we could probably get a one-bedroom place, two-bedroom place so in, in a weird part of town for, like, $1,500 a month. So, okay, so you, if, you know, if you know real estate prices, that's, that's hilarious. So for a house like that, and so, uh, and so we meet with her, and she, and she says, well, how much, could, how much could you afford? And I said, well, and I felt really bad. <laughs> I was like, don't hate me. I love you. 1500 And she goes, well, God told me 1200 and the utilities are about 300 So that should be good. Whoa! <laughs> See, God didn't just now become the God of hope, right? Come on. He was always the God of hope. I just started to believe it. Even if you have hopelessness and you don't have good beliefs, it's weird, but the grace of God actually will kick, will just trump you and he'll give you, he'll, he'll love on you. So you don't have to have perfect beliefs. He just comes in like a flood and it's like. So that was the coolest part of this testimony, right? It keeps going. So we lived there for like two and a half years. We start our home group, our community, that this thing is now birthed out of. Praise God. Um, so much fun times there. So then we move out. We have a baby there. It was awesome. And then, and then she says, hey, Jesse, um, I need to sell the house now. And, um, and God told me it needs to be on the market by this date. You mean in five weeks? Yeah. Okay. Normally, five weeks isn't a big deal, right? Five weeks. We were actually leaving for Kona to do a YWAM DTS and a, and a trip to Hawaii to visit Todd and Chloe Castleberry, wherever they're at, um, for two weeks. You do the math. <laughs> Five weeks turned into three weeks to, to find a new place to live and move out. And so, um, so we're like, I, I panicked um, for about 20 minutes. I had my moment, and then my friend Nicholas was sitting next to me, and I said, Nicholas, this is what happened. He's, and then we both panicked because he, he was living in the back house. <laughs> ah, I got a place to live too. Yep, you do. Uh, and so we panicked, which is what you probably should do in those moments. And then I was like, all right, that's all the panic we're going to do. So are you good? Yeah, I'm good, bud. All right, I'm good too. Now we're going to be in hope. Now we're going to believe that God's good and that, and that I'm his son and he takes care of his sons. See, if, that, if you need a belief, grab that one. You will always be taken care of. I, I love the verses that it says, consider the birds they have a place to go every night. Consider the birds. Wow, well, I think I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit higher on the scale than a bird. Consider the flowers of the field. They're dressed in royal robes. Okay, God, I think I'm, I'm, I'm above on the food chain than a, than a daffodil, so I'm in. You're his son and his daughter. 
And if that doesn't matter to you, it needs to. And so I hope that that is just starting to just get, get in there, that he does not let his kids down. Does that mean we get the job? I don't know, but hope's coming. Did you get that? I can't tell you yes or no for every, every question you have, but I know that good is coming. Why? Because he's the God of hope and he's never let us down. So we, 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 we're looking for houses. We're driving all around Costa Mesa and I'm just not feeling good about it. I'm like, I don't know where we're gonna live and all these places don't feel like blessings. And I'm um, like, this is really small. This one smells like smoke. This one, no, I wouldn't let my wife in here. And, and, um, and eventually we, we have to move out. Ah, God, you're the God of hope. Good's coming, right, honey? Yes. Okay. So we move out and we stay in um, our friend's house in San Clemente. He was, he was gone for the whole week. Imagine that. Good's coming. Imagine that. We stay there for the whole week. It's like an adventure in San Clemente. It was awesome. All right. The next week, Still don't find a place. Good's coming, God. Good's coming. All right, we're driving around Costa Mesa still. Nothing. All right, we got to get out. Hey, honey, we got to leave. Our friend Zach and Zoe, they, we can't go back into their apartment. We spent two days in their apartment at first. That was an adventure. And um, I had two big families. And, and, and so I'm like, God, we can't go back in the house because we have sick kids. The Hamburg says, oh, that's funny. I was at a baby shower. And, and oh, you're right here too. And Kathy Hamburg's like, said, we could stay at their place for the week. Oh, and, and, and Pete's right there. Yeah, well, we stayed at their house. And so the whole next week, it was perfect, guys. It was perfect. Did I have faith for that? Not really. Did I ask God for the perfect setup with multiple houses? No. I just, I'm full of hope. And that's all you need to do sometimes. You're not, you don't need to guess where God, you're going to be next. You just got to believe it's going to be good. Are you sure? I am sure. So we moved in their place for a week. It was a lot of fun. We had Huntington Beach adventures. And then like out of nowhere, I get offered a full-time job at a, um, at a law firm that I had already been doing consulting work for. And I do hiring consulting for, for places. And, and, I, and so I ended up getting a job at their law firm to start their HR department. And, and by the way, I actually was on staff at their church that they wanted me to come and help with. So I'm like, cool, well, I have a salary now. We should be looking at Laguna de Gale because they're in Capitol Beach, Dana Point. So we go to, so um, Seagal, and everybody's part of the story, I love it. Seagal finds us a place in Laguna de Gale where we're, where, we're, where we're living now. Like that day, we're like, this feels like God. Four hours later, we get approved. Four hours. She says, Jesse, that's a miracle. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's a miracle. I'm like, Wow. <laughs> And this whole time, I'm thinking, well, God, you do incredible things every time we move. So I expect a miracle. And so we, we literally, they give us the keys the next day on a Saturday. So we got all these sorts of people moving us in. And, and we go home that night after we get, get the, um, the, the agreement, sign all that stuff. And Jess says, we should look at the name of the street we're on. So we, the name of the street is called El Pepino. Let me back up here just one step. The, and the people at the law firm and that are part of, that are, um, part of the church too, good friends of ours, they said, hey, Jesse, would you like to come on staff at our church and our law firm? And it would be kind of like, it'd be like, we know you're called to Costa Mesa and Newport Beach area, um, uh, but, but what if we were like a stop on the way to the palace, like Joseph and Potiphar's house? What if we were like Potiphar's house, like we're a place you just, you just sewed into for a season and then, you, and then we, just, we just launch you into your next season of the palace? And I'm thinking to myself, well, that feels really good. We actually planned on launching this church a year ago, funny enough. So I had to stop doing that and be like, all right, God, you're in this. And so I did that. This whole Joseph Path thing was wild. I'm like, all right, that feels like you, God. Well, we look at the street. It's called El Pepino. 
Nobody here knows what El Pepino means, as you've heard the testimony. But El Pepino, and Jessica's like, you should, and, and by the way, I'm sitting on the couch going, I really thought there'd be a bigger testimony here than we got it approved in four hours. I'm like, that's nice, but when we got married, we moved in a million and a half dollar house in La Jolla, and we paid $1,500 rent for it. So, like, I'm used to crazy stories. And this one just felt low on the crazy meter, you know? And, um, and so, so we're, so we're, we're, we're Googling it up. Just Jessica wanted me to do it. We're Googling it. And get this, El Pepino. Pepino is an Italian word, and it literally means Joseph. Okay, I thought that was pretty cool. It gets better. We live on the cross, dude, on the corner of El Pepino and El Portico. El Portico literally means a pathway or porchway to something. We literally live on Joseph's path. See, that's God. See, I don't tell that story to brag about me because it, it wasn't that it wasn't, that was an easy season. It was an incredibly challenging season. All sorts of new stuff, new growth. But what did I know? God was in it, right? I love what my mentor used to say. I can put up with a lot of stuff if I've got a word from God. And I had a word from God. Jesse, you're right where you're supposed to be right? The rent was more expensive than I thought, but God provided every month. It was silly. And every time I got afraid, I said, God, you're in this. I know because I live on Joseph's path. That's nuts. So yeah, so we're getting ready to move again. Ha, 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 ha. And you know what all I'm thinking about? Good's coming. Good is coming right? I'm transitioning out of a full-time job and doing back into consulting stuff and helping with the church. And, and, and I just know that I know that I know that God's good and that I'm his son and he doesn't let his sons and daughters down, right? Come on, how many of you guys are in a position right now where you need hope? I'm not saying you're, you're hopeless. I'm just saying you need hope. There's something going on where you need breakthrough, where, where you're about to be jobless, homeless, um, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't want to go too many places with that. Something's about to change, and I'm worried, right? Cool. If you've had your freak out moment, good. Now let's move into hope, all right? Like I said, James hit it on the nail. Hopelessness is leaving today, right? Hopelessness is leaving. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get in hope because we're going we're gonna to transform our beliefs to believe that you're actually a son and a daughter. And he's actually a really good father. And he'll never let you down. If you're not sure where to move next, he'll never let you down. You don't have to read his mind. You don't have to know where you're going. You don't, know how to, you don't even have to know where your next paycheck is coming from. You, your only responsibility is to believe that you're a, you're a daughter and he doesn't let his daughters down. Can we do that? Come on, this will rock your world. This will change everything. Because there's a billion things to worry about out there. A billion. And, and, and for some reason, God's taking care of every single one of them by loving us the way he does by dying on the cross, by preaching an Easter message every day of our life. God's really good. Listen, 
It's his love that will always transform you and the love that becomes real in your heart so that when something comes up, you say, I don't know what that is, but good's coming. Good is coming. Everybody just say this. I don't know what's going to happen, but good is coming. He's never let me down. I'm his son or daughter. Come on. So put your hand on your heart right now. I'm going to pray for us. God, I thank you that you are who you say you are. I thank you that we are who you say we are. I thank you, God, that you are really, really, really good. Father, I just, I just, I release hope into this, into this room, God. And more than anything, I just call the hope out of you that's already in you. Yeah, Father, I thank you for hope. I thank you for expect, expecting hope. And I feel like I just want to pray this over you guys. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. You think you know what your hopes up means? You have no idea. He's God. He created the universe. Universes that we haven't even seen yet. And he's got hope for you that you have no idea. I promise you, whatever situation is, it's going to turn out better than you think it is. Because he's better than you think he is. He's more kind than you think he is. So get your hopes up. Just say this after me. Just say, I'm going to get my hopes up. I'm going to get my hopes up irrationally high. It's going to be irrational. Bigger than I've ever imagined. It's going to be great. It's going to be full of you, God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.